Hey party people, it's great to be back with you again and I'm kind of reflective at the moment. Last week, or sorry not last week, but the last episode was about love languages and I'm feeling that whole love feeling around the place at the moment. There's some beautiful things going on in the universe including with myself but I thought it was fitting to do something around authenticity and so this week's episode is all about being your authentic authentic self because I think a lot of us go through life people pleasing we're not actually being real we're not actually who we say we are because our actions say something different and I was inspired by Steve Bartlett's podcast which is Diary of a CEO where he absolutely talks very candidly about all aspects of his life and I am addicted to the younger generation and how they think and Steve was the founder of and CEO of Social Chain. He's from Moss Side in Manchester and it's a rags to riches story. And whilst I'm not rich like him, he's a billionaire now, I kind of resonated with Steve's story on numerous levels. It's his resilience. It's him being authentic, whether it's a relationship with a girl or a relationship with his mum and his father. And he talks about confusing, sorry, confusing pleasure with happiness. The key to happiness is being grateful for what you have now, which relates to the film Will Smith in pursuit of happiness and I believe this authenticity is about claiming yourself a bit like this podcast my life not yours it was all about me owning my truth it was about being my authentic self it was about not lying about who I am I've still got a way to go but fused with gratitude and the law of attraction I'm getting there so I'm really grateful for what I have now and to Steve's quote this is Steve Bartlett the law of attraction is nothing without the law of action. I really do love that. So you can believe the universe is going to give you something, but you have to do action too. And I think Steve always talked about in his life about fearing rejection. I think I've done that as well. So he was authentic in saying that. And I am because I was rejected so many times and he's got such a youngish mind. Well, he is a young, he's a young guy. He's still under 30, I believe, but he's so wise and inspirational. So I've been totally blown away. So that's my gushing moment about Steve. Steve Bartlett, the founder and CEO of Social Chain. He sold it for millions and now he, in the UK, participates in a programme called Dragon's Den where they invest in people who have a good business idea. And I think with all of that, and as Steve would say, are you really present in the moment? Steve owns his truth, but also admits he never had a great example of a relationship, but is incredibly honest about what he can give in relationships. He's being authentic. And he also talks about, regardless of whether you're a high-flying exec, you need to own your truth and those who refuse to hear what was there in the beginning I guess will never do that I think it was uh, a bit of a waffle there about Steve so let me crack on and what does authenticity really mean now it's funny I'm reading some of my script notes that I do for these podcasts and you should see how I spell authenticity it's a friggin mouthful (laughs) but authenticity really means speaking your opinions honestly in a healthy way it means making decisions that align with your values and beliefs. We're going to come on to values soon because some people don't even know what their values are. It's also about pursuing your passions, 
And sometimes we're held back so much from this because society and peers and other issues prevent us from doing that. So for example, if your passion was fishing, but none of your friends are into it and you think, I can't do that, I'm going to be a laughing stock, you're not being authentic because there will always be somebody that can share in your passions should you want that to happen. It's about listening to your inner voice guiding you forward. And let me tell you something, for many, many years, I just ignored that voice. I don't anymore. I have a gut feeling. And yes, sometimes the gut feelings will be wrong because that's life, right? It's an experiment. It's an experience. But you need to listen to that voice. And it's allowing yourself to be vulnerable and open hearted. I've just met someone who is extremely vulnerable and really open with their communication about how they're feeling. And it's refreshing. And I said to them the other day, you really are quite authentic. I'm actually going to start doing some coaching sessions with them. And that was really nice because we were both being real. There are certain things that I admitted to myself in the last couple of weeks in terms of the value of what I offer as a service in terms of work. And before I think, oh no, there are better people out there that do it than me. Actually, I'm damn good at what I do. There's a few things that I do, but do you know what I mean? It was really lovely to feel, let me be real. The other thing is setting boundaries and walking away from toxic situations. And I've always been very honest on this podcast talking about people that have been in my life and I've lost them and think it's all my fault. Well, it's not all my fault. When I look back now and I look at situations, some of them were toxic. My energy was ruffled. It wasn't bouncing. I need my energy to be bouncing, not off the walls like I've got ADHD or something. And that's no disrespect to anybody with ADHD, but it is about knowing is something is not good for you. So I guess now I want to speak about what it really, really means to be your authentic self. Because what you say in life aligns with your actions. It's who you are at the core. And many of us people please and say and do things based on expectations or peer and social pressure. There's been many a time when I haven't gone with what I want to do. And here's a really great but simple example. I was only sort of 15 and I'd already made the UK junior team for athletics and Great Britain in netball. And so I was this sports phenomenon in this grammar school in Gloucestershire. Everybody thought Tina was wicked, as in great. And when it came to sports day, the pressure was on. Now, you've got to remember that at the time that my foster mum was my English teacher, so she didn't help at all. And what they wanted me to do was compete in about five races on sports day to show me off. It was like I was this trophy, this kind of puppet. And I think, you know, if I spoke to those people now, they would say it was all in good taste. But for me, it was not being authentic. Now, some of you may say, but you were only 15. How do you know to be authentic at 15? Because everybody tells you what to do. But I remember feeling so anxious. They wanted me to do the 100, the 200, the relay, the long jump. And in fact, all I wanted to do was the thing that I love most, which was long jump. I think I've also spoken about, I wanted to do just long jump and then crawl into a corner on the playing field and just watch everybody else because I'm a bit of an introvert. So I don't want to be the centre of attention all the time. And what that situation happened, I ended up doing everything, but I started to be quite rebellious about it all. So anyway, that was a little example of me bowing down to peer pressure and not being me. And I think how many of us bow down to that pressure when someone says, you would be a great nurse, but deep down you think, well, actually, I want to be a librarian or something like that. You remember those influences you have very early on and your parents particularly, especially with certain cultures, African cultures particularly, the only thing that will do is being a a doctor or a lawyer. And it's funny, if you listen to the podcast with Queen Bee called Superwoman, we actually talk about that a little bit. And 
And I think the other thing I wanted to mention, which I love this phrase, is life editing. It's an interesting concept. So if you think about social media channels and how you present your best self as opposed to your authentic self. And I'm talking about you've been out, you've been to a party and you might have got a bit drunk. This is one crude example, right? You've gone and got drunk. You edit those photos to the ones that show you in the best light before you've even stepped into that party. Because we all do. We want everybody to think we look great and so forth. You've edited your life before the shit kicked in. The other one could be there's loads of bloody cooking uh, reels on social media and things like that, right? And they will never show how many attempts it took to get to that perfection of a cake that you're presenting on social media. You'll only show the great stuff at the end. The picture of that fluffy apple crumble or that cake that's risen and looks amazing to eat. But they won't see the blood, sweat and tears because we are editing our life. Think about those interviews. Did you present your authentic self? No, you acted a part to get the job. Because actually, if you didn't present yourself in a way that was what the employer wanted to hear or see, you probably wouldn't have got the job. When I think of some of the jobs I've gone for and I just wanted to actually say, do you know what? You are expecting the absolute earth for this position. You know, when people put a job description out, it's like there's 55,000 roles within one role and they're paying you X. So you go into this interview, you're going, yes, and I've got an example of this and blah. And you actually want to just say, do you know what? You need to rewrite this job description. You need to really think about this role and how much somebody can actually do. Ready, 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 rare. I think you've got the picture. So it's important to weigh up the pros and cons when presenting authenticity, because if you lead with authenticity, you may risk people not liking or judging you, people not accepting the real you, feelings might get hurt. And in general, you're more vulnerable to the unknown. So when I think about what I really want to say to people, I think, yeah, that's going to go down like a sack of freaking potatoes. However, on the flip side, the benefit of being authentic, we stay kind of true to ourselves. We are who we are genuinely and we do what makes us happy. I've got one friend who doesn't really give a flying bonkers about what people think and he follows his passion irrespective of who he disappoints or how he's perceived by others and he's actually kind of called almost Mr Grumpy. There's a character in the UK called Victor Meldrew who used to be on our TV screens and he's always moaning he's always that's what one of my friends is like he doesn't give a shit and he doesn't seek validation from others and I kind of love him for that but I do say oh my god just wise up a little bit and be a little bit more gracious and he just said well if you don't like it then you can f off thanks for that um <laughs> because being authentic means being a bit vulnerable right we show all parts of us the good the bad and the damn ugly but in doing this we allow for more intimate and honest relationships and actually when I think about him with the relationships he's got with people they can't actually say oh xyz is a total because he's just being him and that's what's lovely so there's no controversy there's no split personality that is who he is and trust me he's a lovely guy but he doesn't mess about so how do you know if you're being authentic your job gives you a sense of purpose or fulfillment rather than feeling drained and lacking energy so this job could be working for yourself or or whatever so for example I'm being authentic okay we are going through austerity in the UK right now and the amount of people that said to me Tina will you still be able to do your consultancy and marketing project management events the fact of the matter is I actually am really 
really cool. And if I were to not be able to sustain my own consultancy anymore, of course, I would go and work for someone again. But I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be too happy about it. I know that for real. Other ways to know if you're being authentic, you believe your relationships are based off honesty and genuine respect for who we truly are. When out in social situations, you feel as though you are presenting the real you rather than someone you're not. Listen, I see so many chameleons and I've done it myself where I'm a bit fake, especially when it's been work dues in the past and you go out and it's just, oh, you're asking questions you really don't give a shit about. You're speaking to people that you really don't care about and so forth. We've all been there. And, but I guess they call it playing the game, which is another whole ball game. But the other thing about being authentic, you're unsure of how others will respond to you. But regardless, you are proud of who you are and who you are being. Because I think there is diplomacy, there's tact in how you come across. So I think you can, you can actually do that. Okay. So here's a challenge to start being your authentic self. How about most people? So let me start again. Social media vacation. So many people are on social media. Take a break for two weeks. Stop that life editing. Stop publicizing your whole world for the world to see. See what happens. See how you feel. And a lot of people around me know that I very much love taking a digital detox. So on certain days, I will just not turn that phone on. Some people may try to contact me some may not. I may not hear from people for weeks on end. I don't care. There is a different feeling when I have not got my phone on and it's not about contacting people. It's because I go to social media. And if you're feeling low, social media is the worst place in the world to actually have a look at. It's it's not great at all. And it's because, you know, we sometimes validate ourselves by what others are posting, what other people are doing and how many bloody followers they've got. And this particularly applies to young people. So, have a social media vacation. Now, I love the next one, which is working out the difference between shoulds and wants. Those two words are very, very different and monitor how you use these. If you catch yourself using the word should, consider taking that activity off the table for a week. Example, I should really make my will. It implies that we're doing things based off obligation or based on how others will respond. And I've got to admit, this will, (laughs) I should have done it bloody years ago. It's a bit of a dodgy one this one right because I need to do a will because I've got assets and something's stopping me I'm procrastinating about actually doing it the reason why I mention it is because friends keep saying you should do a will you should do a will team because otherwise it'd be going to the state and sometimes we make these life choices based on others which isn't great but I think that is a choice that I need to do it's not a choice I think it's mandatory but (laughs) so maybe that wasn't a great example okay I should have gone training today why should you have gone training why do you feel obligated to go training is it society that makes you feel that you should go or do you want to go? There's a difference. So when someone actually asks you casually as well, this is another great one. How are you feeling today? Now imagine you're feeling shit. How are you going to be your authentic self in relaying that to the person who's asked? Really consider that answer that you give. The obvious one is I'm doing great, which is people pleasing when you because you're feeling shit but don't want to let them know. There are ways of saying not great without someone else in your business or questioning you endlessly for next hour. You could say, I'm okay. Things could be better, but I'm, I'm okay. And one of the big things I say now, if I'm not feeling particularly great is, and it's a go-to for me at the moment, because it really is true. There have been so many illnesses and deaths around me, especially to do with cancer, that I actually say, I'm doing okay. I've taken quite a lot of energy on at the moment from other people's, I don't know, this is the wrong word and it trivializes it really, but mishaps or shit that's happened. And so I said, I could be doing better. I'm working on it. I'm 
I'm okay. Could I be better? Yeah. So that's what I've done. And this is all part of my journey. And it's interesting that will living your authentic, no, let me rephrase this. Think about will living your authentic self make you happier? Well, I believe it will. Check this out. A 2008 study published in the Journal of Counseling Psychology found that people who are more authentic feel happier and have higher self-esteem. A 1997 study from the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology discovered that showing up authentically brings greater satisfaction and lower stress levels in a particular role, whether it be as a friend, employee, student, whatever. 2006 research from the Journal of Counseling Psychology shows that authenticity increases satisfaction in romantic relationships. Let me tell you people, when you discover how to be your authentic self, you live in the flow. Creativity and abundance come to effortlessly, I think. And I feel that right now. I feel that I'm being authentic because I'm consistently living against my core values, which leads to that kind of inner self-confidence. You trust yourself and know that you can overcome any obstacle when pursuing any goal or mission that you set yourself. When you learn how to be real, you also create genuine relationships. And that has taken me 50 plus years to freaking learn because I'm expressing myself honestly and therefore I'm attracting like-minded people. And if I can't be honest, I don't say anything because silence can be deadly. It will always get someone thinking, oh, she hasn't got anything to say and blah, blah, blah. Well, if I haven't got anything to say that's going to be, you know, contributing to me being authentic, then I'm not going to say it. So what I think it would be nice if you haven't started that journey about finding your authentic self, then please start it. But when you're ready to start rediscovering who you really are, because you would have been authentic at some point in your life. And actually, I think kids are authentic because they don't know how to be fake and false. Think about these questions that will help uncover your priorities, values and dreams. So I kind of like them. The self-assessment questions provide a starting point for self-reflection. Which three people have had the greatest positive impact on your life and how did they inspire you? Now, if I took this answer to myself, three people have had the greatest positive impact. I would say my coach, Kevin Reeve. I would say a friend. I'm going to leave them nameless, but they have always been there in the background all the time and they've had a real positive impact in my life. And then there's been a couple of mentors. And then another question you can ask yourself, what three things bring the most happiness in your life? Sometimes this is really hard for people. Like I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, football, music and my daughter. And I thought that's really lovely. That's what brings them happiness in their life. What three things do you like most about yourself? Now, this really stumps people. They haven't got a clue, but you know what I like about myself? That I am starting to be authentic, that I own my truth. And actually, I don't need validation from anybody else because I love who I am. There you go. What three things would you most like to change about yourself? I think loads of people can do this. That's not an issue, right? It's going to be sometimes it's physical, sometimes a lot of the time it's physical. Or they say, oh, in another lifetime, I wish I hadn't done this, this, this and this. That's quite an easy one. This is a big one that people can't do. And I love it because it's mentioned in one of Jack Canfield's books about success in life. What three accomplishments are you the proudest of? And listen, Jack Canfield in his book says, write down a hundred. And it could be, I won a little medal at the egg and spoon race when I was seven. I was brave when I had my first tooth out. What three accomplishments are you the proudest of? Now, for me, there are loads. I remember saying to myself when I earned 50,000 pounds, which is way back in 2003, I would buy my house. I bought it. I competed for Great Britain in athletics and for England in netball. That's three right there. Number four, I achieved 
two diplomas in sport, went on to do a degree. There's so many that I'm proud of, but sometimes we don't actually give ourselves a pat on the back and say, well done. And then what three outcomes do you regret the most and what would you do differently now? Listen, I've got a whole heap there, so let's not get into that. So this was the self-assessment questions. Then authenticity questions, which help unleash values that matter to you and how they are being lived out in your life. You may need to do a little prep work on your values in this, but for some people don't know what values are, but values basically are the things that you believe are important in the way you live and work. List some like for mine, it's helping others, honesty, communication, thoughtfulness, positivity, ready, 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 rare. Again, some of the questions you may ask yourself are what parts of your life don't feel authentic to you? It could be your relationship if you're in one. (laughs) It could be uh, your job, which is a lot. You know, people think I don't really want to be doing this desk admin job. I want to be knitting jumpers. That is a classic one for me with work. But sometimes due to circumstance, we have to work in something we don't like, but at least do something that's building towards something that you're passionate about. That's what I would say there. What five core values guide you in your day to day life? It could be being kind, being helpful, being whatever. In what ways are you living or not living your core values? How would you benefit from living a more authentic life? What fears or other constraints keep you from living a more authentic life? It could be a a partner. It could be children that are under the age of 10 or, or whatever. What would you need to change to live a more authentic life? I just think this is really cool to write some of these down. And then we've got creating change. What changes you want to make in the life and how to make them successfully? So what changes do you want to make in your life rather, sorry, and how to make them successfully? What does your ideal day look like? How is it different from the life you're living now? What steps would you take to make every day look more like your ideal day? Do you know what? I had a beautiful day yesterday because I woke up. I What I usually do is set the intention the night before of what my day will look like. And it could be something simple because work's slow for me at the moment because I'm just waiting on a few confirmations. And so usually when it's, I'll be at my desk by quarter to nine or half past day and I'll start work. And then, you know, I would have worked out, I would have done this and I might go for a walk. Very simple, very kind of samey boring. And so I've had to flip this up a bit. So I set the intention. I always set an intention the night before. Right, I'm going to go to the gym in the morning and then I'm going to go and meet a friend for brunch and then I may go for a walk. So today I've set the intention or from the night before, I set the intention of getting up today, picking up some prescriptions from the medical centre, going for a walk, buying a few bits and maybe making a new vegetarian dish. Guess what? It all changed. I did half of it. I went to the gym. I went to brunch with a friend, got a phone call from another friend. Do you want to go and see this artist, comedian, sorry, called Dave Chappelle? It's all very spontaneous and I'm usually quite, everything's in its place. Do you know what? I had the best rigging day and that was my ideal day, if I'm honest. There was a little bit of work, not much, but it was freaking great. Which of your thoughts and actions are driven mostly by the fear of negative consequences? Hmm, this is an interesting one, right? Because we always have limiting beliefs, whether it's, you know, there might be negative consequences, but for me, it's limiting beliefs. So here's another example, right? I've got a business idea, which is not new. I just love organising people's lives in terms of their home. For me, a a tidy home, decluttering is really great. It's called professional organisation. My limiting belief is because of the times of austerity, I've done all the planning, I've done the business planning, I've done the figures, but I just think no one's going to buy this service. But I've said that without even going out and trying it. So there's my limiting belief that no one will buy this service because it's not going to be cheap, right? If I step out and I've got to organise your shit in your home, it's going to cost you. But because people are battling to turn the light 
lights on and pay bills, I've just put it to the back burner. It's even come off my vision board at the moment. So there you go. What steps can you take to reduce fear and increase happiness? What are the most exciting things about your life right now? Can you name any? Oh, I can, but I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) What three small changes could you make that would allow you to feel happier and more at peace? And finally, in the creating change section, what three things can you do today to make tomorrow less stressful? I don't know about you, but I find this stuff really quite powerful and enriching. And if anybody would like me to send them some of these questions or to think about it, I will do that. So the last questions in terms of the authentic piece is imagining the future. These help visualise a more authentic life and the steps you need to make permanent changes. So these are the imagining the future questions. Over the next six months, what obstacles might get in the way of leading a happy and fulfilling life? How do you see your life being different 12 months from now? And what steps do you need to take to make changes stick in your life? Listen, y'all, this is deep shit. I love it. Being your authentic self is a journey. The goal is to work towards being more authentic, which in itself is a process as you can't be that 100% real overnight. When in doubt, check whether your thoughts align with your behaviours. And I think for me, an example of this is how I go out with people I actually don't want to be with. But because I want to go out and do something, it compromises my authentic self. And actually, I then get home and think that was absolutely shit. And that's the universe saying to me, well, you wanted to go out, you went out with a group of people that you actually don't really enjoy having fun with, as opposed to there's a couple of friends that every time I go out, we'll always have a great time because we are so, so, I'm stuttering because I'm so excited. We are so authentic. And I've told this person, I said, I just feel completely me with you. So then I have to question myself, why aren't I being like that with everyone? You understand? Change often resembles a slow walk down a winding path more than a big giant jump over a massive obstacle. This is why being persistent is an important part of change. And accept that it does take time. I've just said this. It doesn't matter what changes you make. Change takes time. And you'll be proud of yourself if you can look back and say, guess what? Six months ago or three months ago, I was this and now I'm this. And as the process unfolds, perhaps slowly, stay focused, stay committed and stay the course. Success in life is mostly a matter of persistence. Don't give up because when you quit, everything stops just like that. Thanks for listening, people. I hope you've enjoyed this exercise on authenticity because I've actually really loved talking about it. And I'm just thinking about how other areas in my life can be more authentic. And right now, here's the should and the wants. I want to go out for a walk, but let me tell you something. It is pissing down with rain and I'm not feeling it, but I am going to go because I need the fresh air, the fresh air rather. It's really, really important. But um, no, on a serious note, please, 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 if you need any more information on this authentic self piece, let me know because I love it. And it's part of my personal development piece every single day. I enjoy it and I want you to too. If you love this episode, please rate and review it. Give me a little tick, give me a sign, give me anything. And I'll be back in a couple of weeks time with something new. Take care and have a beautiful, beautiful week.